Hello, fitness enthusiasts. I'm Sin with Mind Your Matters, redefining fitness podcast at SAS Factor Fitness. Here, we're a growing community of adventurers and fitness enthusiasts, including first responders, former athletes, and weekend warriors who are seeking to get reconnected with themselves in order to restore fitness and achieve optimal fitness goals after injury, illness, and other life events had other plans. In this community, we believe at the core, fitness is about total well-being physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I'm here with you to redefine fitness for ourselves in order to implement methods that help us reconnect with self, increase energy, fulfill fitness potential, and restore the athlete within. And along those lines, I wanted to talk today about the impact our mind has on goals. Particularly, what we think impacts our behavior and what we believe we achieve. More specifically, what happens when we forget our intended goals, are influenced by limiting beliefs, and can't let go of perfection? Now it's funny because even though we say that we know we aren't perfect, because I mean, nobody is, we still by and large expect perfection from ourselves. It's not a conscious thing, but it still happens to most of us, myself included. And it may not show up the way we'd expect, but it shows up nonetheless. We set big, bold, but vague goals for ourselves. And the path there has no real strategies to deal with obstacles, meaning we expect our plan to work flawlessly, like perfection. And we're frustrated when our bodies do what they do and take longer than we wish to respond, and otherwise they don't conform to our meticulously planned out timeline, the one we perfected. And we can't understand why our lives don't instantly fall into place just because we finally met a goal we set in a different part of our lives, as if this one thing would finally make our lives perfect. And the crazy part of all this is that consciously, we will say, of course life happens and we should have backup plans. And of course we'll get there when we get there on God's timing or the universe, or if you believe in something else, whenever it is we're supposed to get there. And of course, we know all parts of life won't just fall into place because we lost weight or got our dream job or got married, had kids, went to Bali or whatever big dream we achieved. We know all these things. So where does this belief and the resulting behavior come from? And why is the emotion around it so strong that it can derail us? as a stressed out, depressed, defeated, and ready to quit, even after we've accomplished something major. Even after we've accomplished something major. We've seen this in sports. When the goal to get to a major competition, like a championship or at the state or national level, and when that goal is achieved to much celebration, yet the next step, it's almost non-existent. Like there was no plan after getting there and the athlete or the team just kind of falls apart. They could have, or arguably should have 
perform better, but something was missing. It was like somewhere inside they really didn't believe they were supposed to be there, even though clearly they had the skill and talent, because in fact they were there. But the question is, why does our mind inflate the importance of that small spot, or that small stuff, to our own detriment, even when we know we shouldn't? Well, there's a few theories. Um, Most of them center around mind, trauma, limiting beliefs, and the story we tell ourselves about what it is we just experienced or what somebody has said to us. I mean, it can take just one person when we were 12 to say, you're too big to be a runner or you're too small to play basketball to make you believe you aren't a runner, even though you're faster than most of the people you've ever raised or you're better basketball player than on the court than most of the people you face or whatever thing somebody said to you that wasn't true that affected you then that still in the back of your mind you carry with you today. No one's immune. Even in the mind of elite athletes, many have said that that negative voice they once heard still lingers and their work ethic comes from a despite it or in an effort to quiet it. The successful work through it and quiet those voices. The unsuccessful listen to the voices and sometimes they even repeat it themselves. In a nutshell, In a nutshell, it's not so much what happened, but what we tell ourselves about what happened. What are we telling ourselves? I mean, really, and what do we believe? Our minds are incredibly powerful. They are designed to teach us, operate essential functions for us, and most importantly, to protect us. And it's this protection mechanism that can get us all wonky sometimes. Because when our brain senses danger, it goes into hyperdrive. And in hyperdrive, it is keenly focused on everything that could potentially harm us, emotionally, mentally, or physically. In fact, the brain does not distinguish between emotional and physical pain. It sends the same signals into the body and releases the same chemicals and chemical reactions. The brain reacts the same to physical and emotional pain, sending the same signals into the body and releasing the same chemicals and producing the same chemical reactions. So regardless regardless if we experience physical or emotional pain, our our brain will prompt us to shut down all non-essential functions. Just shut it down. It moves into fight or flight mode and neither is helpful to executing daily tasks of living, and definitely not to executing uh, tasks or goal planning. In fight or flight mode, the brain is designed to dump all other functions and focus on what's wrong. And what that means for us is that we're struggling against ourselves to meet our goals when life is lobbing grenades at us. And while it's impossible to force through, excuse me, and while it's possible to force through it, That behavior generally gets us focused on one thing as a light to guide us through thinking, if I can just get through this one thing, everything will be okay. If I can just get through this one thing, 
everything will be okay. If I can just get through this one thing, everything will be okay. And our thoughts, rather than our plans, start to drive the bus at that point. Have you ever had that experience? I was looking into this because recently I had a similar experience where somehow I attached way more meaning to an arbitrary goal than was ever meant for it, and it caused me to spiral after the achievement. In my experience, I set a plan to get back to work full uh, full duty. For those of you who um, have been listening to the podcast, you, you know that I had an injury recently, actually about a year ago now, a little over a year ago, and um, it, it had me off work for a good long time. And uh, I worked very hard trying to get back first to light duty and then on to full duty um, as a first responder. You know, I can't just we can't just jump into work if we're not um, fully able to handle the rigors of the job. So we can come back and do a different job for a while until we get up to full speed. And that's what my goal was. My goal was to get to full speed. Now, of course, there was goals after that. But what ended up happening is somewhere along the line, I just started focusing just on that one goal. And it was a solid goal and a solid plan. And I worked really hard for several months to make it happen. And I met it. I met that goal. And I was thankful when I did. But like I said, along the way, I forgot those other goals. And somewhere in there, I started telling myself, if I can just get through this one thing, everything else will fall into place. (laughs) But, uh... Even though when I was back at work, I still had a long way to go to get back into shape, to sustain the work at the the level that was required, which actually includes multiple regularly scheduled extra mandatory shifts. And I needed to do that without breaking my body down again. And strangely enough, somehow I expected that when I made it back to full duty, everything else would miraculously be better. But it wasn't. Among other things, I was so focused on getting back to work that I forgot about that next step plan. And uh, I was happy for a short period of time because I was back at work and doing my thing. But when the reality of that new schedule set in and when I hadn't gotten to the fitness that I needed to do to sustain it and those next steps weren't in place, it was harder to meet and I started feeling like I was sinking all over again. And suddenly random but very real doubt started to creep in and ask me, are you really ready to be back? So over the last few months, I had to take a lot of time to work on my thoughts, make some mindset shifts, intention setting, and doing some benchmark goals uh, to move towards a bigger goal. And that got me moving again. I had to set some new SMART goals and I had to focus on building. And I realized in that moment that we have to be diligent in identifying for ourselves what our triggers are, what are our limiting beliefs that others told us or that we're telling ourselves that has us clinging to perfection even when we don't realize it. We have to identify why and how this happens to us individually to prevent it. And we have to set intentions in our lives and move forward to our goals without that so that we don't end up derailing ourselves with misplaced thoughts. We have to recognize the achievements we focus on a little too hard that we use our last bit of energy to reach and that we hang on to perfection around might just be a way of proving someone else's limiting belief about us wrong. But really, 
Those achievements are just simply smaller stepping stones towards the bigger reward down the road. We have to remember that. Even though it's a good idea to pick one thing to focus on at a time and accomplish it, we need to make sure that that accomplishment remains in that proper place, where and how it was intended, to be celebrated and recognized as the catalyst to the next step, rather than as some magical achievement that's going to fix everything. Because if we're not careful, we will wind up telling ourselves the wrong thing over and over. And in the process, programming our brain to focus on the wrong thing and cling to a result that is not intentional, that is not what we intended. Ultimately, that leaves us disappointed when we uh, achieve that thing and the achievement goal, glow wears down and we're uh, only one step further, not at the end goal. And we don't have our next step ready to take because we put everything we had into this step in the series. So let's do this. As we start this new year, let's begin by changing how we think about what other people think, how we think about our goals, goal setting, and the steps in the process. And let's remember that our perspective is everything, that what we tell our mind, our mind believes, and what we believe, we achieve. So tell your mind something positive and great. Set some SMART goals while you're at it. And if you don't know what SMART goals are, you don't know anything about SMART goals, listen to my last podcast. If you you would like some help getting started, let me know. Comment SMART goals below, hashtag SMART goals, and let us know what you're working on. I'll send you my SMART goal workbook to help get you started. In the meanwhile, Welcome 2022. Let the games begin. And as always, this is Sin at Sass Factor Fitness reminding you to mind your matters.